Hey, everybody, bring significant other home on digital. Micah Moore and Jake Lacey star in this twisted sci-fi thriller as a young couple on a remote hiking trip who sense they may not be alone. Significant Other is on digital now. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Thanks so much for listening and on to the show. everybody welcome to tarot talk with shannon and kathy what's up what's up <sighs> i wanted to share actually you know as i mentioned last week i'm i went to sundance this year and there's a couple there's a few movies that i wanted to mention that are not horror movies that i think you guys should keep an eye out for so there was an audience favorite movie called radical which mm. i just my goodness i loved it so much if you like movies that have a heroic teacher vibe to it. So I've always been a fan of, I was raised by a gaggle of teachers. So I've always really enjoyed movies that show teachers at their best and as sort of heroes in young people's lives. And Radical definitely does that. And Eugenio Derbez is in it and he was in Coda as well. And he's just such an, just such an amazing actor. So who will the sixth grade students at Jose Urbina Lopez Elementary in Matamoras become? They are among the worst performing students in Mexico. The world they know is one of violence and hardship, and their classrooms are dominated by an atmosphere of overbearing discipline, not possibility. It might seem like a dead end, but it is also the perfect place for a new teacher, Sergio Juarez, to try something different. There's just one problem. Sergio, played by the amazing Eugenio Derbez, has no idea what he's doing. So this is playful. It's powerful. It's inspiring. You know, I always, I even love the bad ones about teachers, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> the one with Michelle Pfeiffer, that one. Dangerous um, minds. But I love like Hoosiers, you know, coaches, <clears throat> sure. any movies about like coaches or, or teachers that just make a, a massive imprint on your life. Like that's my jam just because of how I grew up. So Whenever it comes out, and I know it will, I would recommend that movie. I would also recommend recommend a movie that I saw there called Polite Society, which is a different a different type of movie. It got a different kind of thing going on there. It's practically all female. There are so many amazing female actresses in this, and. It's a London schoolgirl and tireless martial artist in training. She's hilarious. Rhea Khan is determined to become a world-renowned stuntwoman. She's crushed when her big sister Lena drops out of art school, starts dating Salim, the charming, wealthy son of a prominent Shah family, and announces after barely a month that they're getting married, and uh, hilarity ensues. So this is so funny. This movie, I think, probably won some kind of award as well. It was considered a midnight movie, but mostly because, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but mostly because there's a lot of, um, you know, the style of like Japanese action 
only only it's really funny and it's really bright and really charming and it's like an action comedy i guess there's a little bit of martial arts in it there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of bollywood there's some social horror there's like a little bit of a heist thing going on and i just all the women in this were amazing and it's a female directed British filmmaker. And I really would like everyone to keep an eye out of that. Again, not a horror film, but if you like kind of actiony, but also Bollywood, but also comedy, I mean, it's just funny. I don't know. I really liked it. Awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to mention those couple of movies because they'll come out eventually and maybe you'll remember me saying this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I, I think there's always a few gems that come out as most of us learn about it like a few months after. Yeah, if if that's or <laughs> Or like, yeah, I was going to say a lot of times. Two years it's later, like I'm like, a, oh, this is a great Like movie. a year and a half later, you're like, yeah, I saw that at Sundance. I'm like, really? This is so good. <laughs> it's awesome. So for those gamers out there, you probably heard about this before I did, but I think this sounds really cool. There is a game for PC that is being released. I think you can actually just download it for Windows. Mm. It's coming out this year. It's called Suffer the Night. Okay. And it is, um, it's like this interactive, um, let me see if I can get a good, uh, the envelope is just the beginning. Burn it, destroy it. Don't play his game. When you see the pale man, it's already too late. Suffer the Night is a first-person survival horror experience. Play chapter one now for free. So I'll give you the background the story. It is the year 1989. Currently, a powerful storm is raging through the county of Sleepy Woods Mountains. You take on the role of Stacy Lydon, a painter who specializes in art for horror novels. She is startled awake by the sounds of thunder. The evening starts like any other. Out of nowhere, an envelope appears on the floor next to the front door. It contains a vintage text-based horror game in the form of a floppy disk. She boots it up on her old L. Eldixtrin personal computer and begins playing. As she progresses through the game, strange things start happening all around her. Will she survive or suffer the night? So it's a unique horror experience that combines first-person survival horror with old text-based dungeon crawl games from the late 80s. I'm looking at some of the artwork and the the graphics of it mm-hmm. that you, it reminds me of those of you who like the, the cult uh, horror films may have seen a movie called brain scan back in the late nineties where he gets the, he, he starts this experimental horror game that he starts to order at that time. It comes through CDs in the mail and he gets pulled more and more and more into solving these crimes. And he wakes up realizing that it maybe it wasn't a game because the people on his block are now dead. Sure. Um, so it reminds me of that a little bit, but it, it looks really cool because you basically are Stacy sitting in front of your computer trying to survive whatever is happening here. And um, I'm oh, really, I'm really kind of intrigued by this. I may have to check it out. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who doesn't like a horror game really? You gotta, you know, shut the lights off <laughs> and just play it. Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah. All right. So the next thing we're going to do is a little thing we like to call. Was the '80s version or '90s? Maybe say by the bell. Maybe yeah. That yeah, the music. Little, yeah. yeah little, mm-hmm. little, no, I meant your singing. Oh, the singing. Oh yeah. That was like um, in Detroit. We used to have a a, a soft rock station, and at eight o'clock it started, and it was called Pillow Talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was your sexy voice. Right. Okay. Number one. 
In 2007, a woman died from doing this in three hours of time. Oh, God. Number two. What does the Mutter Museum display? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Number three. How many bacteria are transferred during a 10-second kiss? Oh, God. Number four. In 1963, the Bronx Zoo had an exhibition called The Most Dangerous Animal in the World. What was it? Wow. 1963, huh? Mm-hmm. I bet we have lots more dangerous now. <laughs> this is a horrible name. Number five, Dick Richards, the original director of Jaws, was fired for this reason. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, happens a lot. Directors get fired all the time for lots of different reasons. Mm. Not always, not generally their fault many times. All right. So I watched a movie called Bones and All, which was from Mm. last year. And it was, it was pretty, as you probably know, it was like critically acclaimed. A lot of, there was a lot of like talk about it. And I also actually got a screener of it, like as part of the, Oscars or whatever I get uh, I get these screeners and that was one of the ones and I thought oh that's interesting that they're like putting that forward as one of the ones that they want people to watch so bones and all 2022 abandoned by her father a young woman named Marin embarks on a thousand mile odyssey through the back roads of America where she meets Lee a disenfranchised drifter but despite their best efforts all roads lead back to their terrifying pass and to a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their otherness. These kiddos are cannibals. Nice. Yeah, so that's the horror part. Doesn't sound like a horror at all when I read that description, (laughs) but it's a romance, it's a love story, and it's a, a story about cannibalism. I actually enjoyed this. It's like, a romantic road trip film only with creepy, like a lot of blood because <laughs> they're like eating people. Yeah. And of course, whenever you get vampires, werewolves, cannibals, anything like that, <clears throat> you, although cannibals are not otherworldly, you could be a cannibal and not have any kind of power at all. Right. Like it's a mm-hmm. real thing where people eat people. You can, you get that thing around, I don't want to do this, but I have to. I don't want to do the, you know, the urge piece of it. So it's got that addiction quality mm-hmm. to it. It's got the quality of like trying to hold back from that. And she also, the main character, like inherited this behavior. So there's that piece of it all. I really liked the performances. I thought, I mean, I've watched a lot of cannibal movies over the years. They're, they don't, always succeed but like i think it's kind of up there with raw for me there, okay. there's a movie called raw that was really good but that one was is like really quirky and very sure. different kind of movie this actually is cannibalism with a love story and i thought it was good awesome yeah i've heard of it i have not seen it yeah, i mean it's not like throw on a sunday kind of movie no so. not the feel-good movie of the year no okay no. i'll start with a really really bad one like painfully <laughs> bad. i was gonna bring my trash to this episode okay. as well so that's where we're going i'm gonna I'm the gonna, only way is down yeah okay, <laughs> okay. so i'm i watched a movie from is it 20 2022 
called House of Darkness. Mm. Somehow it's labeled as a comedy horror mystery. I don't think there was anything funny about it. In fact, it was so <laughs> fucking annoying. I was I only got through it because I was still on the Peloton. Oh, okay. sure. You're like, well, I might, might as well, as well finish, finish it off. <laughs> uh, stars Kate Bosworth, Justin Long, Gia Crovidin, Crovaden, Crovatin. I don't know. I apologize, Gia. Hap, played by Justin Long, offers Mina, if that gives you any indication of this, where the story's going. Cause no. Mina, okay. <laughs> really? Uh, well, let's just, just say uh, Lucy and Mina are the sisters. Okay. <laughs> a ride home with ulterior motives, but his night takes a turn when he learns she lives in a creepy American castle and the shadowy figures in the corridors make it clear that he isn't welcome. So clearly if the sisters' names are Mina and Lucy, you know that they are probably vampires. Justin Long plays this overly awkward uh, he carries the whole film by his just he's tries to be cool and he's nervous and his the cadence of his speech. I, I remember thinking if because he's trying to impress her, mm -hmm. you know, but he yeah. also knows like something's really off about the house. And then Kate Bosworth plays this annoyingly stoic yet supposed to be seductive character that I just want to punch in the face. Ugh. And it's really like an hour and a half of nothing happening, except you know that it's going to lead to him getting eaten. Yeah. I'm telling you all this cause don't watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it is so, I love Justin long. If this was the first movie I'd seen with him in it, You'd I would like, never oh. watch him again. Oh no. He was, I'm sure part of it was the writing and the directing. His character is so incredibly annoying that you're just wanting to fast forward. And if you do fast forward and you press play, you haven't missed anything because they're still in the goddamn living room. Oh, Jesus. And it's just dialogue I between them. I know how that them. goes. I, you know how many movies I've said that about here? Like, <sighs> oh, they're just talking in the living room for half an hour. And it's supposed to be this, you know, maybe origin to Mina and Lucy from Bram Stoker and how it's a revenge. And then she goes about telling this ghost story that these two sisters were brutally raped and it, it, you figure out it's a revenge fantasy. And Justin Long happens to be the one they're sacrificing. And it just goes to this place where you're like, just end. Make it stop. Make it stop. Maybe they can all keel over and die. I now. hope so. <laughs> Sounds awful. It was awful. It was one of the worst pieces of garbage I've watched in the last couple of years. Oh, well, okay. You got to put it on your list because <sighs> like at the Kate end Bosworth, of this year. We haven't seen you in anything in how long and this is all you have? <laughs> at the end of the year, we're going to do a worst of. Oh, so make a note. Let it be. <laughs> you know, I saw, uh, this is not a horror movie, but I'm going to throw it in right before I talk about some trash I watched. I watched the new Nicolas Cage movie called The Old Way. Okay. He's oh, I heard that was good. It's a Western, did you? Like, I heard it was fun because... If <laughs> yeah, you, no, yeah. I mean, it's better than you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's a Western revenge tale. And there are moments when he does his Nick Cage thing, although he doesn't do the Rage Cage thing, which is, okay. which is disappointing. Yeah, that's what you watch it for. Uh, I do. But also, he does do his, like, like where the camera is on him for too long and they're just watching his reactions. It's just like, oh, my God. So an old gunslinger and his daughter must face the consequences of his past. 
when the son of the man he murdered years ago arrives to take his revenge. So it's definitely, you know, Western. I, the young girl that plays his daughter is amazing. So the story is like a little bit anorexic. Cage playing the loner out for revenge is kind of a thing he's done a lot of lately, except this is just like in a Western format. He's hilarious to me. So, and the chemistry with him and his daughter is really great. Mm -hmm. And the daughter is really repping child psychos. So like child psychopaths. So that little piece is kind of fun that like, there's a little, there's some markers there that are very blunt, but they're there. So, I still need a better American cowboy cowboy part for cage. Cause I think that could be like a fun, I think it's a, I, I see where he's going and I would love, I just like a better part yeah. um, to play with that. And then I was also going to mention that I saw a movie called sorry about the demon. Oh, a young man struggling with a broken heart learned that his new place is full of restless spirits. And <sighs> I really kind of wanted to like this. Like it's zombies, right? So I'm always looking for a good zombie movie. But what I've realized is that, like zombies can be really boring. They really can be. And they were in this for me. The first 10 minutes or so, I laughed several times and I thought, oh, this is going to be a fun ride. And then somehow I just could not get back. I couldn't get my consciousness back. Like it just, <laughs> it's, it sort of just died on the vine for me. So there's okay. that. And I have some more trash, but you, you go. I have one more trash. Mm -hmm, okay. I know you watched it and I don't know if you felt it was trash, but I, I watched a movie called take back the night. I hated this movie so much. Um, I love the, I hate of this episode for you. Yeah. Finding herself the victim of violent monster attack. Jane launches a vigilante campaign to hunt the beast that tried to kill her. Jane's efforts, uh, intensify, but her troubling history of drug use and mental illness bubbles to the surface, causing her family community and authorities to question the authenticity of her account. Suddenly alone in her fight. Um, Jane starts to doubt her own memory of the attack, to doubt if the monster exists at all. Okay, clearly, this is an attempt at um, using horror as a metaphor for rape and sexual assault, and the monster is the metaphor for rape. It's so one-dimensional. The acting is so bad. I don't feel sorry for her. In fact, I hate her. Um, I hate everyone in this. It, I... Another one that I just happened to be on Peloton, just trying to get through. And it, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was like, it was trying to be girl with the dragon tattoo and all of these things. And I hated it so much. There it is. <laughs> there is my review. It. I hated it. Goodbye. Did you like this? No. Thank you. Uh, the metaphor, the metaphor for me was too heavy handed mm -hmm. uh, and it felt very formulaic mm -hmm. and, you know, a creature really makes or breaks a movie like this for yes. me because, you know, you do the metaphor, you do all of that. The acting can make or break it as well. That but was the bad. For this, the creature, <laughs> she's just going to interject that she hated everything I say. <laughs> but like slap face, the, the witch was a great metaphor for grief. I know, I know. Uh, what I was going to say is that the creature was really creepy until you saw its face. Oh, God. <laughs> and then its face looked like a pizza. Like yeah. little green bobbing and eyeballs. The acting was bad. And the face was just, it just ruined it. And then I just started laughing because there were these creepy hands and 
you know, it's obviously low budget, so there were these like creepy hands and smoke. Like a low budget creature can be fine, but then he shot its face, and it's just like I just started cracking up because it looks so funny. So it just, it just the face fell for me. It just like sucked all the creep out of it. But it's like. I mean, and then just the obvious upset sister who's not yeah. believing her, it's and just really heavy-handed. He's got to and open wine and eat Thai and have this deep. Con- mm-hmm. All of it, all of it, pissed me off. Super derivative, but you know, there's like a sexual assault prevention hotline sure. at the end, and so if if you're, I don't know, if you're a person that watches all of the metaphors for sexual assault, like that's your thing with horror and that's what you're kind of working through. And also there's a whole thing around believing victims because that's a piece of this is where it's like, Oh, we never believe the victims and we should. And like, that's part of the message as well. I mean, watch it for that reason. Like if you, it's kind of like I see all the werewolf and the bad shark movies. Like if you see all of the movies that deal with sexual assault metaphor, then you're going to watch this. I I think that the the message is great. The movie is fucking terrible. Yeah. Period. There it is. Oh, okay. She's the end done. (sighs) I hated it. (laughs) We know it was bad. Was it bad? Kathy? It was okay. (laughs) All right. I finally saw, well, I had to watch and of course program in the discord, the movie man eater. Oh yeah. That was 22. It's funny because the tagline is 200 teeth, zero chance. Oh my God. Uh, 2022, a group of friends on vacation in a seeming Island paradise are stalked by an unrelenting great white after an accident leaves them stranded and left for dead. What did you think? The, the music. Uh huh. Sound, the soundtrack yeah it, yeah it it was something like the even even <laughs> yeah. there's a song in there where they're talking about you know getting eaten i can't remember what it was but i remember ice <laughs> going that song was awful i'm like it's still going like they brought it back <laughs> uh, you know what here here it is if you want a a shark movie where you're rooting for the shark because everyone sucks and you just hope that the shark eats them all mm-hmm. this is a good one to watch because you really hate them all yeah it's just like ridiculous and bad i mean yeah i really did give it one star it's, no it's, it's bad not it's even, not even good bad it's not even good bad because it didn't have enough i mean there was like shark eating and stuff but like i don't know well they here's the problem is they blew it all up in the first five minutes of the movie then they waited another 40 minutes to show a shark yeah like did you not learn anything from jaws yeah, like I've watched recently um, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, which I've actually seen before. Respect. And chose to watch it again. Respect. Um, <laughs> which has Urkel in it. Yeah. And it's really bad. Yeah. It's like so bad. Oh, like not even good bad. But but it's not trying to be good. Right. Well, there you go. Like Maneater is trying to be like a good shark movie. Like I respect Sharknado. But like I like Sharknado. I like all of the man shark versus yeah. mega shark versus whatever. Because Santa it's Jaws. trash. Yeah, it's not trash. I mean, and even Santa Jaws is a cut above because it's humorous. Yeah, it's good. It actually like some of the comedy lands. But like this is whoosh. This is bad. It's bad. But again, I see all of the bad shark movies and then I rate them according to how they are with each other. Not according to like how they rate against Oscar winners. I would say like this is not not even a fun one to me. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was hard, hard holding um, 
my concentration during it. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, I have fun because we watch them together with a bunch of people and it's fun to, to shit on them. But if I was watching it by myself or I wasn't paying attention to like other people, like, oh God, no. It would be mm-hmm. awful. Don't watch it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's um let's do the answers to that thing we like to call I don't know. Now I don't know what to call it. Okay. Number one. <laughs> In two thousand seven. Mm. A woman died from doing this in three hours of time. I mean, I could go a lot of different directions with that. Pick one. Jogging. (laughs) Good guess. Drinking more than a gallon of water. Oh, I have heard that's very bad for you. Yeah. Hmm. So she just decided to do that and then keeled over? Sometimes, I know when I was working in... um, outpatient for conditional release patients who are on a lot of medication. Sometimes we had to watch their water intake because they'd get super thirsty and there was that risk of them doing that. So I don't know the context of this situation, but it could have been something like that. All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Number two, what does the Mutter Museum display? (laughs) Um, Eyeballs. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, you're not playing along. You're not far off. Oh, really? <laughs> Various mutations, tumors, and um, anomalies of human anatomy. And is Mutter like the physician's name that founded it? Or probably because it probably has nothing to do. I mean, it does, yeah. obviously doesn't have anything to do with. <laughs> Unless it's like an adjective or something. It's all Mutter. <laughs> yeah. or, That's what I was thinking. I'm like mouth diseases. I don't know. <laughs> Muttering. That's funny. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Number. Four. Um, no, number three. How many bacteria yeah. are transferred during a 10-second kiss? Um, I mean, a lot, I imagine. Uh, uh, I don't know, 200 million. 80 million. As many as 80 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I overshot it. And, I, and that's kind of gross. That's disgusting. But, you know, whatever. In 1963, the Bronx Zoo had an exhibition called The Most Dangerous Animal in the World. What was it? A tiger? It was a mirror. So it was the human. Oh, that's hilarious. Number five, Dick Richards, the original director of Jaws, was fired for what reason? This is actually kind of funny. Is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, and I would fire this director over this because you're a moron. <laughs> Like you clearly don't know what you're directing. Yeah, I mean, I I what I don't know the specifics, but what I was gonna say is just something about like he wanted to shoot something a particular way, and everybody laughed him out of the room. Like, but but I don't really know what it was. He kept referring to the shark as a whale, so oh, he was let go. That. So we're gonna put the whale over here with the teeth and the thing, not and then we're gonna move the whale. whale. It's not a whale. It's not a whale. Yeah, like you're not even on the right script. You're not like even you have making to know the it's right a shark. movie. You're not even making the right movie. Oh my god! What are you, Ahab? What's your problem? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Disappointing. I know. Super disappointing. Wah, wah, wah. Well, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. And everyone, thank you for listening. We enjoy you. We appreciate you. And this has been an episode of Terror Talk. And my name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>